Welcome to Flavor of the Week, brought to you in part by Bandito's Mexican Restaurant, fresh made daily. Bishop Kevin C. Rhodes joins us for a special mashup between the Kyle Hyman Show and his show, Truth in Charity with Bishop Rhodes, which is celebrating its 100th episode. Welcome back to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I'm Kyle Hyman here with our bishop, and this is the 100th episode of Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. And so to celebrate, we're doing a little bit of a, a flavor of the week. This is a, a weekly thing that I do on the morning show with our priests and thought we could uh, celebrate with some breakfast food and also share some of the highlights. So we've done a blueberry topping on a waffle. We did a pecan pancake. And now we've got a pecan caramel waffle. Oh my goodness. So there's pecans in the waffle, pecans on the waffle, and then there's a caramel topping. Of course, we also still have butter and syrup if you care to. That that (laughs) really is good. But uh, yeah, we probably should have told you not to have any breakfast breakfast this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that looks delicious. Oh, this is, this is thick. This is like caramel apple. Yeah. Like a caramel covered apple. So Bishop, one of the stories that you told was about, uh, this is actually our first St. Nicholas episode. It was December 6th, 2017. And you told what I still think is one of the most amazing stories I've ever heard. I was working in, this is my first summer as a, seminarian in Rome, and I, I had a summer job at the heel of the boot of Italy. Uh-huh. And it was great because no one spoke English, so I was really immersed in okay. Italian. But anyhow, after towards the end of the summer, a buddy of mine, another seminarian, we were going to backpack through Europe on a Eurail pass. And we were headed, actually, we were over in Greece where I visited relatives, but we got off the boat and we were planning on going on this train all the way up to Austria. And after we got on the train, which was in Brindisi, I had this strong urge, this strong thing, get off the train in Bari to visit the Basilica of St. Nicholas and pray at his tomb. Now, this messed up our schedule. But I said to my friend, I said, you know, I don't know. I feel like we got to get off this train and go pray at the tomb of St. Nicholas. And I was really pretty organized, so it messed up the the plan because we did it. Yeah. And had to find a place, you know, youth hostel or whatever to stay that night and get on the train the next day and continue back up to Austria. Well, the next morning when I got up, I saw the news. The train we were on had been bombed and 80 some people killed. Um, No. And the train, when it had um, stopped in Bologna on its way up, that's when it was attacked. But, you know, there was some terrorism going on back then. This was 1980. And it was a fascist group who did it. So, I mean, I was just so saddened that that happened, that terrible mm-hmm. loss of life. But then I always think, why did, why did I get off the train? You know, yeah. I feel, was it my guardian angel? Was it, because it was just very odd that, that I would do that. And often when I think of St. Nicholas, I think about that because my friend and I could have been killed, mm-hmm. you know, um, with all the other innocent people. So, I mean, that's a true story that always stays with me that um, it just doesn't 
what would I say, humanly makes sense. You yeah. know, like I wouldn't have, what gave me that urge to, to get off that train and go to, to St. Nicholas Basilica? So, you know, these things are mysteries in our life. Yeah. I don't think it was a mere coincidence. I really don't. And I, of course, remember all those innocent people who lost their lives in that attack. So such an amazing story. And I know several people after hearing it were so amazed by it. Did you recently have dinner with yeah. the seminarian? Yeah, my friend who I hadn't seen in like 20 years that we went on that, that URL together and got off the train. Yeah. His nephew just graduated from Notre Dame. So he <laughs> called me a few days before that and said he was coming with the family. So after the Notre Dame commencement mass, we went out to dinner. And uh, during the dinner, he brought up the St. Nicholas event uh -huh. and uh, had the same exact recollection of what happened and uh, shared it with his family that was there. So, so yeah, I hadn't seen him in 20 years. And, and yet when we got together, it's interesting how that was one of the first things we talked about. Yeah. Is this something that you think about very often? No, I, I don't. I, I mean, every now and then, uh, usually on the feast of St. Nicholas or, uh, sometimes someone will have heard this on the radio or, and will mention it, uh, you know, our life goes on, but it's uh, something that will always remain kind of a, a mystery of grace in my life. Yeah. It's one of those things that such a, a simple everyday decision that we make, do I do this or do I do that? Do I eat this or do I eat that? Do, do I get on the train or off the train? Those little decisions that sometimes are meaningless. It doesn't really matter you know, if we have one brand of cereal versus another, you know but sometimes can have huge consequences and can affect our future forever. And it makes me think we talk about discernment and prayer and the guidance of the Holy spirit. And usually we think of this with big, important things, but also it's something we should constantly be doing, even in the little things, because we never know how those little decisions might affect ourselves or somebody else. You know, I think that's really important, Kyle. I think every day, it's in the ordinary events of life that really we can grow in the Lord. And um, I mean, St. Therese, the little flower, certainly teaches us this, uh, the way to holiness. It's not through extraordinary uh, kinds of experiences. It's really in the ordinary, everyday events of our life. And it's all about love. Um, it's, it's trying each day to live in Christ's love and to share that love with others that's how one becomes a saint that's how one grows in holiness and i think sometimes you know it's a good way to when one gets up in the morning to to kind of make that resolution and ask for god's grace lord help me to grow in holiness today and it's it's in simple things it's it's in just saying a kind word to uh, a stranger or doing a little act of charity or forgiving someone or uh, being patient when Maybe our natural inclination would be to get angry. Mm. I mean, it's in the little things. Um, and, and of course, we need the Lord's grace. Prayer really helps us, especially beginning the day with prayer and with that resolution to, to try to live as a good, faithful disciple of Jesus. Do you think that there was something that you were doing either in the moment or prior to the moment of prayer or reflecting that made you receptive to not hearing a voice necessarily, but the prompting, I guess, of the Holy Spirit? 
You mean in the St. Nicholas incident? You know, it's hard for me to remember it so long ago. All I do remember is it was extremely unusual. Uh In other words, like it wasn't something that we were discerning about. um, uh, Well, no, we had already made the plan. I mean, we were going to be on an overnight train to Austria. So it wasn't up in the air. It wasn't like, oh, what are we going to do today? No, it was already set. Uh So what happened is as soon as we got in the train, And we started, and the train started, that I had this inner urge to get off in Bari. I mean, I don't know where that came from. It wasn't something that I was thinking about. It wasn't something up in the air. This came out of nowhere. So I think there are these surprise moments of grace that can happen. Um, I don't think they happen very often. I mean, I can't think of other times where that's happened. But this was, for me, this was one of those extraordinary movements of God's grace. But I imagine praying that we're open to that in the moment, you know, the kind of anticipatory prayers and reflection and quiet scripture reading to to say that I'm open to God's promptings and praying for that guidance when the moment would strike is a great way to kind of set us up for success. And you know what else I think this reminds me of, Kyle, is that when we, you know, kind of have a program of life for our day where we're kind of organized about what we're going to do and, you know, meetings or or whatever um, engagements that we have, I think what's important is to be open to those spontaneous things because, you know, sometimes it's in the interruptions that come. Uh, that come our way, that God's grace can be at work. For example, for a priest being very busy, appointments, meetings, etc., um, and then getting interrupted by someone who, you know, wants to go to confession or has a problem that's come up in their life and they need, they want to talk. And you might have your day organized, but we need to be open to these interruptions uh-huh. because it can be in the interruptions that the Lord can work. And and by being open to people and their needs, even if it's an inconvenience to us in our own schedule, that's a way to grow in holiness. And yeah. I think even I'm talking about life of a priest. I would say also in the life of others, uh, married people, you know, you know, from your own experience, you might be wanting to sit down and get some work done. And your one of your kids comes and wants you to play a game with them or, yeah. or says, Daddy, you know, uh, you know, and you, you could kind of say, oh, I got to get this done. But kind of giving up your work a little bit and spending time with your child, that's so much more important often. You know, it is a sacrifice, but yeah. at the same time, that's your vocation. Yeah. And, and that's a way to grow in holiness as a husband and father, to kind of be open to the interruptions that come from your kids. Yeah. One thing Pope Francis has said a couple different times in a couple different ways that's always challenged me as a father is dads, waste time with your kids. And that idea, I think a lot of things can seem very unproductive that we do with children reading the same book that you've read five times already. <laughs> and you're like, neither of us are getting anything out of this anymore. You know, it's a stupid blue truck that's not doing anything exciting. But to be willing to waste time with your children and do something that might not seem productive, isn't checking anything off your to-do list, but is just being with your child, doing something that they want to do, yeah. is the vocation. Yeah. yeah, yep, exactly. All right. Well, good challenge for all of us and a reminder to... 
keep praying for God's inspiration and will to be done, uh, even if it interrupts our plans, because you never know what the future could bring. So thank you for sharing that story. What do you think of caramel on a waffle? This is, I, I didn't even put any syrup on it. Very sweet. I've never had caramel on a I don't think I did before. either. I might do this from now on. Yeah, it's very good. Get the, Be sure uh, to brush your teeth after. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. Well, if you have any questions for Bishop, you can go to RedeemerRadio.com slash AskBishop, call or text the Holy Cross College text line at 260-436-9598. And coming up, we've got one more breakfast flavor. We have pancakes with fresh blueberry topping. And we have a clip of Bishop talking about the Gospel of John coming up right here on Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes, brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes wherever you get podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also find past episodes at RedeemerRadio.com slash AskBishop or in the free Redeemer Radio app.